Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Israel's genocidal bombardment of Gaza continues, and I know that many of us are looking on with broken hearts and helpless actions. There's so much support and solidarity for Palestine. Check your socials for events and solidarity activities in your local area. On today's program, Accent of Women plays a speech from 2013, 10 years ago. This talk is called Justice for Palestine and the Stop G4S Campaign. I broadcast this speech at this point in time to remind us all that this current bombardment did not start on the 7th of October and did not start with Hamas's defensive attack on Israel. This speech was given in memoriam of Nelson Mandela's death only a few weeks earlier, and Angela Davis here draws the links between South African and Israeli apartheid. So now we're confronted with the task of assisting our sisters and brothers in Palestine as they battle against Israeli apartheid. Their struggles have many similarities with those against South African apartheid, one of the most salient being the ideological condemnation of their freedom efforts under the rubric of terrorism. And I understand that uh, evidence is uh, being made available that indicates uh, historical collaboration between the CIA, well, we knew the CIA collaborated with the South African apartheid regime, but it appears that it was a CIA agent who gave South African authorities the location of Nelson Mandela's whereabouts in 1962, and that led, of course, directly to his capture and imprisonment. And it wasn't until the year 2008 that's like five years ago, right? <laughs> that his name was taken off of the terrorist watch list when George W. Bush, maybe you remember him, <laughs> when George W. Bush signed a bill that finally removed him and other members of the ANC from the list. In other words, when Mandela visited the US, on several occasions after his release in 1990, he was still on the terrorist list. And there, there had to be, um, um, the, the requirement that he be banned from the US had to be um, expressly waived. The point that I'm making is that for a very long time, he and his comrades shared the same status as numerous Palestinians today. And that as the U.S. explicitly collaborated with the South African apartheid government, it supported and continues to support the Israeli occupation of Palestine, currently in the form of over $8.5 million a day in military aid. The occupation would not be possible without the collaboration of the US government. And that is one of the messages we need to um, send to Barack Obama. 
It is, let me say, it's, it's an honor to participate in this meeting, especially as one of the members of the International Political Prisoners Committee um, that was just recently formed in Cape Town, and also as a member of the jury of the Russell Tribunal on um, Palestine. And of course, I'd like to thank War on Want for uh, sponsoring uh, the, this meeting, and, and SOAS, and particularly the um, progressive element here, <laughs> <laughs> for making it possible for us to be here this evening. <laughs> this evening's gathering specifically focuses on the importance of expanding the BDS movement the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement, which has been crafted in accordance with the powerful model of the anti-apartheid movement uh, with respect to South Africa. While there are numerous um, transnational corporations that have been identified as targets of the boycott, Veolia, for example, and I know you know Veolia pretty well here, um, and there's um, SodaStream and uh, Hava and Caterpillar and Boeing and Hewlett Packard, and I could go on and on, but I'll stop there. And, and I will also say that G4S is especially important because it participates blatantly, directly, openly in the maintenance and reproduction of repressive apparatuses in Palestine. We're talking about prisons and checkpoints and the apartheid wall. G4S represents the growing insistence on uh, what is called security under the neoliberal state. Um, and of course, uh, Gina uh, uh, presented a critique of that notion of security by uh, suggesting that uh, feminist alternatives uh, uh, may be helpful uh, as we attempt to reconceptualize what security should mean. Um, um, the ideologies of security represented by G4S bolster not only the privatization of security, but the privatization of imprisonment, the privatization of warfare, as well as the privatization of healthcare and the privatization of education. G4S is responsible for the repressive treatment of political prisoners inside Israel and through um, the organization Ademir, which is directed by um, Sahir, Sahar Francis, who's absolutely amazing. Uh, um, and I'm, uh, some of you may have had the opportunity to hear her, but she travels all over the country and she provides us with, with uh, uh, information. She and her organization Ademir uh, provide us with, organ with information about what is happening both inside uh, the prisons and, and outside. We've learned about the terrifying universe of, 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 of torture and imprisonment that is faced by so many Palestinians, but we've also learned about their spirit, 
of resistance. We've learned about their hunger strikes and other forms of resistance that continue to take place behind the walls. I think um, Rafif may have pointed out that uh, G4S is the third largest private corporation in the world. What is the first? What, what is the largest private corporation in the world? It's Walmart. <laughs> and then number two is Foxcom, which um, you know produces devices like uh, iPads and et cetera, et cetera. So I was looking at G4 at the website of G4S. Uh, uh, it's really interesting uh, to uh, look at their self-representation, and they point out all of the all of the things they protect uh, and among among all of the objects of their protection are rock stars and sports stars and people and property uh, and and i'm reading directly from the website from ensuring that travelers have a safe and pleasant experience in ports and airports around the world <laughs> to secure detention and escorting of people who are not lawfully entitled to remain in a country. <laughs> they tell you exactly what they're doing. <clears throat> and again, I'm quoting, in more ways than you might realize. <laughs> G4S is securing your world. <laughs> and we might add in more ways that we might realize, G4S has insinuated itself into our lives under the guise of security and the security state from the, the ways that Palestinians experience political incarceration and torture to racist technologies of separation and apartheid from the wall in Israel to prison-like schools in the U.S. and the wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. G4S Israel has brought sophisticated technologies of control to Hashran prison, which includes children among its uh, uh, detainees, and Damon prison, which incarcerates women as well. But, but let's look for a moment at the extent to which um, G4S is also involved in the what we might call the larger uh, prison industrial complex. Uh, and I, I'm not referring to its involvement in prisons, and it runs and owns and operates private prisons all over the world. And if I still have time later, I'll talk about that. Um, but I'm actually talking about schools. Um, in the US, schools, particularly in poor communities, in poor communities of color, are so thoroughly entangled uh, with um, this 
prison industrial complex that sometimes we have a hard time distinguishing between schools and jails. You know, schools look like jails uh, and, and, and they use the same technologies uh, of uh, uh, detection and they use oftentimes the same law enforcement officials. Uh, we have elementary schools in the U.S. That, whose halls are actually patrolled by armed officers. And as a matter of fact, uh, a recent trend has been to arm the teachers, particularly by school districts that cannot afford G4S. So if they cannot afford private security, then um, they teach their teachers how to shoot and give them guns. Uh, I, 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 I kid you not. Um, if you look at a website that, that is entitled Great Schools, and you look up a school in Florida that's called the Central Pasco Girls Academy in Landa Lakes, Florida, you will only learn that it's a small alternative public school. But if you look at the facilities page of the G4S website, you will discover uh, uh, this entry, Central Pasco Girls Academy serves moderate risk females age 13 to 18 who have been assessed as needing intensive mental health services. And they go on to, to write about the way in which they use, quote, gender responsive services. Uh, uh, and that they address sexual abuse and substance abuse, uh, et cetera. Um, now, the reach of the prison industrial complex is far beyond the prison itself. Uh, and in that context, we might also think about other uh, ways, the ways in which a firm like G4S is complicit with other aspects of Israel's system of apartheid. Um, and the fact that it provides equipment and services to the checkpoints. Uh, uh, and uh, it, is, um, it is connected, it provides services that, part, that, 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 that refer to part of the root of the illegal wall, uh, and so forth and so on. And it's interesting that we see G4S along the wall in Israel, but we also see G4S providing transportation for deportees, and I'll talk about the UK in a moment, <laughs> but I'm referring now to um, the transportation services that are used to usher uh, undocumented immigrants from the US to Mexico thus colluding with the repressive immigration legislation and the practices inside 
the, the US. But of course, it was here in the UK where one of the most egregious acts of repression took place uh, in the course of uh, the transportation of an undocumented uh, person. The last time I was in uh, London, which actually wasn't that long ago, it was, uh, it was in October, and I was speaking at Birkbeck, and I had the opportunity to meet with Deborah Coles, who is a director at Inquest, uh, and she, she, she told me about the case of Jimmy uh, Mubenga, uh, the, the inquest that happened uh, last summer, and, and she explained how he had died and that this technique that was used by G4S uh, employees to prevent his voice from being heard as he was being um, deported on um, a British Airways plane. And apparently he was handcuffed behind his back. He had a seat belt on and he was pushed by G4S people against the seat in front of him in what in 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 a um, uh, in what they called a um, karaoke carpet. That is to say, he would have to sing into the carpet of the seat in front of him. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it, that they have, they, they have this term for this form. Apparently, it was not supposed to be legal, but they were using it anyway. Uh, uh, and he was restrained in that way for something like 40 minutes. And no one intervened. And of course, uh, by the time there was an attempt to give him first aid, he was dead. And I think this egregious treatment of undocumented immigrants uh, from the US to, to the UK compels us to make connections with Palestinians who are transformed into immigrants, indeed into undocumented immigrants uh, on their own land on their own land. And companies like G4S provide the technical means of carrying out this process. And then of course G4S is involved in the, own, if, uh, in the operation of prisons all over the world, including South Africa. And the Congress of South African Trade Unions, COSATU, recently spoke out against G4S, which runs uh, a correctional center, the Mangong Correctional Center in the Free State. Uh, apparently, the occasion was the firing of something like 300 members of the police union because they went on strike. And let me read a, a brief passage from the COSATU statement. G4S's modus operandi is indicative of two of the most worrying aspects of neoliberal capitalism and Israeli apartheid. The ideology of security and the increasing privatization of what have been traditionally state-run sectors. Security in this context does not imply security for everyone. 
but rather when one looks at the major clients of G4S security, banks, governments, corporations, etc., it becomes evident that when G4S says that it is securing your world, as the company's slogan goes, it is referring to a world of exploitation, repression, occupation, and racism. When I traveled to uh, Palestine um, two years ago, and, 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 and Gina pointed out that it was with a delegation of, of indigenous and women of color scholar activists, uh, uh, it was actually the first trip, the, the first visit to Palestine for all of us. And most of us had been involved for many years in Palestine solidarity work. But we were all totally shocked by the blatant nature of the repression associated with settler colonialism. The Israeli military made no attempt to conceal or even mitigate the character of the violence they were charged with inflicting on Palestinian people. Gun-carrying military men and women were everywhere, and some of them looked like they were only 13 years old. I know, as you get older, <laughs> but look younger. But these were really young people walking around with huge guns. It was, it was, it was, I experienced it as a kind of nightmare. You know, it's, and how can this be possible? The wall, the concrete, and the razor wire everywhere conveyed the impression that we were in prison. We were already in prison. And of course, as far as Palestinians were concerned, one misstep and that person could be arrested and hauled off to prison from an open air prison to a closed prison. G4S, it seems to me, represents these carceral trajectories that are so obvious in Palestine, but that increasingly characterize the profit-driven moves of transnational corporations associated with the rise of mass incarceration in the US and in the world. In the US, there are some 2.5 million people in our country's jails and prisons and military prisons and jails in Indian country and immigrant detention centers on, on any given day. That is to say, there are 2.5 million people approximately. Uh, at, it's a daily census. So um, it doesn't reflect the numbers of people who go through the system every week or every month or every, every year. The majority of those people are people of color. The fastest growing sector consists of women, women of color. Many prisoners are queer and trans. As a matter of fact, trans people of color are the group most likely to be arrested and imprisoned. Racism provides the fuel for the maintenance reproduction and expansion 
of the prison industrial complex. And so if we say, as we do, abolish the prison industrial complex, we should also say abolish apartheid and end the occupation of Palestine. When we have in the states described the segregation in Palestine, in occupied Palestine, that so clearly mirrors the historical apartheid of racism in the southern United States of America, especially when we talk about this to, to black people, the response is often, why hasn't anyone told us about this before? You know, why hasn't anyone told us about the signs in occupied Palestine and about the segregated uh, uh, express auto um, highways? Why hasn't anyone told us this before? And so, just as we say, never again, with respect to the fascism that produced the Holocaust, we should also say never again with respect to apartheid in South Africa, in the southern US. But that means, first and foremost, that we will have to expand and deepen our solidarities with the people of Palestine, people of all genders and sexualities, people inside and outside prison walls, inside and outside the apartheid wall. Boycott G4S, support BDS, and finally, Palestine will be free. Thank you. That was Angela Davis on Palestine, G4S and the prison industrial complex, a speech delivered in December 2013. The war in Palestine did not start on the 7th of October. Look out for rally details and solidarity activities in your local cities. Now is the time to show our governments that the people stand with Palestine and that they need to as well. And that's all we've got time for today. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.